Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast, Season 3, baby. And we are excited to be here with you today, rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind in red lipstick and no denim jumpers. I do have red lipstick. We're still rescuing. I know, we are still rescuing. (laughs) I am your host, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead, and I want you to sit tight with us for a minute because this is the season three premiere. And if this, if you're just now tuning in to Homemaker Chic Podcast, we're going to give you a very quick rundown. And if you're one of the veterans who have been with us for a while, we hope this will give you a laugh because you guys know us by now. <laughs> um, I'm Angela Reed. Oh, Frisian I'm Fargo. sorry. Just, just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I got off my game. I've been out of practice for two weeks. Yes, I am joined by my co-host, Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, my dear friend so far away. I don't know if I'll ever see her in person again. Wham. Please don't start. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was kind of a downer way. Okay. (laughs) We would love it if those of you who are tuning into the podcast today would make sure to head on over to Apple or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts and leave us a a five-star rating. Uh, We love it when you do that. Apple loves it when you do that. And that's how we get to share the love with people all over the world. We actually got a great email the other day from like a 15-year-old somewhere way over in Eastern Europe. And she's like, this is not normal for people where I come from, (laughs) but like I've found my people with you. And the fact oh that my gosh. I know it was excellent. So your reviews help that to happen because Apple will recommend the podcast to people that they think might be interested. So it's a yes. fun way for people to explore. Um, that's how it works. That's how it works. Yes, we would love that. So uh, let's just dive into it, shall we? Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our beloved Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is a company that we love that we've partnered with that supplies us homemakers with Gorgeous baking flowers and foods. They're most well known for their einkorn flour. So if you guys have been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you guys know how much we love einkorn. This is a high protein, weak gluten heirloom flour. This is like Jesus flour. That's how I like to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) But Jovial is a company. That's exactly what it's like. Every time I'm baking, I'm like, this is Jesus flour. More like Jesus. Become like Jesus. (laughs) Christ before me. Christ in my bagels. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Jovial is a company that has an extreme love for a very high quality of product, which is why we stock our pantries with the tomatoes and the olive oils and the beans and the crackers and the cake mixes and all the fun stuff that they offer. So go on over and visit them at jovialfoods.com and you can get free shipping right from there. (laughs) Still laughing. Okay, you... The reason she called it Jesus flowers because it's the original heirloom wheat. It's it how hasn't wheat been tampered used with. To be. Exactly. It's how wheat looked in the time that Christ walked the earth. Yes. Okay. And even before that. <laughs> Dupes and Company, not so much. <laughs> Dupes and Company is sponsoring today's show as well. And what this is, this is your one-stop shop for all organic, all natural skincare and makeup, which is so important that we gals avoid the toxins 
It's very, very important for us to keep our bodies clean and Toops and Company is how we do this. They offer an entire line of products, including skin serums, face balms, mascara, mineral makeup, lipstick, you name it. This is your one-stop shop for clean skincare and makeup. They utilize the power of nature in the form of grass-fed tallow, essential oils, olive oils, and completely organic ingredients. So instead of going to the Target aisle and tossing all that garbage in your cart... (laughs) Better not more. That's right. Check out toopsandcompany.com and be sure to use the code HOMEMAKER for a fabulous discount just for being a Homemaker Chic podcast listener. That is how we do things here. We have discount codes for you. They are all available on our website, homemakerchicpodcast.com. And as Shay intimated a few minutes ago, for all you noobs... (laughs) We're going to give you the rundown because we have some inside jokes and some ways we do things around here that have become quite familiar (laughs) if you're brand new to season three. Yes. So one of the things that we do here is Shay picks on me constantly because I'm just a little bit older than she is. Shay thinks I'm legitimately old. Like It's really helpful when I need a, a grandma figure to draw advice from. You really mm, That's great. You That's serve great, that Shay. role in my life. And I love you. Well, I will um, maintain my dignified, elderly, wise stance while you are dancing to trashy pop music. Yeah. Because uh. that's what Shay does is she listens to trashy pop music, not good pop music. I, I listen talking. to good pop music, too. Mm-hmm. But she really loves the trashy stuff. <laughs> Did I say that thrice? <laughs> We're talking like platform heels and Spice Girls, ladies. Late 90s pop music was on point. So if you would like me to throw down the dance routine to Bye Bye Bye, I will gladly do that for you right now. Mm. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, yes. Is that this one? <laughs> I did it for a talent show one time. I know. I know. For reals. That was my did talent. Did you really? This is what I have you know to what offer I did? the world, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 12 was right when Amy Grant was like breaking into like whatever you call it, Christian pop music or whatever. And I rounded up my girlfriends and we had some pretty sweet moves to Amy Grant on oh, the man. steps going into the kindergarten classroom at our sixth grade talent show. Oh, wow. OK. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't feel so bad. With, then. We had like matching. We had like matching What's that Pacific, not Union Pacific. What was that? Ocean Pacific? I don't was know. Was that like a brand? Yeah. When you were Maybe like back in, in utero. The 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry. I am not that old. You guys. No, but Jeez. in all seriousness, we poke fun at each other in good humor. I got some, some great messages. We're like, you're so mean to Angela. I was like, listen, I know Angela pretty well. And if she don't like it, she's going to give it right back. So... <laughs> Um, Another thing we do on this show is we cry, which is why I was giving Shay a hard time about we do cry saying sometimes. something depressing a few minutes ago. When we're hormonal, we cry. So yep. grab some tissues and be prepared. Yep. We try not to do it too much, but it does happen. Because <laughs> this is a pretty sincere conversation. Yes. It's pretty off the cuff. And sometimes stuff just comes vomiting out. <laughs> Yes, there. I mean, it's good to remember that there are 10 children between us, two farms, two businesses, two husbands. And that's a lot of 
life. (laughs) So when we do gather here, and I think this is another important thing to remember about this podcast, it's like we really are just chatting. So nothing we're saying here is written in blood. We like to use this space to kind of explore ideas and ponder and think. And that's it really is off the cuff. So we have a general outline for the podcast, but all the words are kind of made up as we go. (laughs) Which is why we're so excellent and so well thought out. (laughs) We are so articulate. Yes. And you will hear us joke all the time that we know nothing. Mm -hmm. So we might try to wax poetic here and there. But most of the time we're just talking to ourselves and cheerleading ourselves and encouraging (laughs) ourselves. So anytime you feel that we're preachy, it's not to you. It's just to us. (laughs) That's what's happening. Yes. And also, uh, every episode, we like to share what wine we're sipping because this is a a belly up to the bar and hang out with your girlfriends for an hour kind of a show. And if you don't drink wine, that is totally fine. Grab a grab a cup of tea, a sport of tea. Also, we're really good at accents. We are really good accents on this show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Grab a (laughs) grab a cuppa. Or a coffee or whatever time of day you're listening to this at. I don't really know. Um, Unless you're 15 in Eastern Europe. Yes. Then don't drink. Just stick with the tea. Yes. Don't. Yeah. But it's important to note that we never drink our wine in excess. That's my disclaimer. Despite what? Despite what some may think. Despite how many words. Shay slurs. Yeah. It's really just my personality, you guys. It's quite, quite. (laughs) Let's cue the wine music. Whatever. Let's do it. So this is the part of the podcast where Angela We're forgets dancing. what cue the wine music means. This is the part of the podcast where we um, encourage you to, like Shay said, pour your glass or whatever scratches your itch because this segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines, which is a fabulous online company that Shay and I have partnered with and we do drink a lot of their wine. They will ship you like they ship us, organic, naturally yeasted, old world, family grown, no garbage wines from all around the world. This is wine that is grown and bottled to help you tap into life and to celebrate it, not to fall asleep on the couch <laughs> 20 minutes later. <laughs> but the the no garbage point is really important because there are about 76 ingredients mm-hmm. that you don't that don't have to be printed on the back of your wine label and when your teeth turn purple that is not a normal thing so we're talking about really healthy wine and we think you should give it a try you can have three or six or 12 bottles delivered right to your door so no more um what do you call that standing in the wine aisle shay uh wine wine aisle anxiety or something i don't call that i don't know i always you had a name for it last season wine fatigue Cute. I don't remember. No, something about just standing in the aisle at the grocery store, like, oh, which one do I get? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't. But do they'll that. send it right to your door. You can do red or white, red and white, bubbly, rose, you name it. So, Shay, what's our link? Um, it is dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic. So go visit there and you can get a bottle for a penny included in your first order. So you get a free bottle. Which is super fun. So on that note, Shay, what yes. are you sipping, my dear? Ooh, speaking of my really good pronunciation of foreign words and accents. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's also. How do yeah. you say, I want to say this. Okay. 
You guys, I am teaching my children French. I'm also learning French at the same time. And I've taken the summer off and I can't believe how my tongue has just like lost its French form where when you're practicing it a lot and I listen to like audiobooks and I'm talking out loud, I can, my tongue forms in the right place and it's not doing that right now. So, um, it looks like la patience, <laughs> la, la patience, How patience. Mm-hmm. patience, patience, la patience. Mm-hmm. And frankly, for all the French words that I love the pronunciation of like aujourd'hui, today, vin is not my favorite. It's the easiest one. Vin. 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 Like I said, you, you need to look rouge. up how to say surgeon. That one will get you. <laughs> There's just really great gif that's like pr- weird French sayings. And the sentences don't make uh-huh. any sense. Like the green armadillo went down to the purple river. But it's just like, my, 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 my. And it's like the exact same sound. <laughs> Have you ever seen this? Or anyway, I'll find it. Okay, so this is a red. The green worm. Yeah. Yeah. A I red blend. About. And it's from France. Here's what struck me about this. Can you see the color? So this is a dry farm wines, a red blend. It's really light. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know what it was. It doesn't say what the blend is on the bottle. It just says a a French blend. So I look it up and it is this grape that I've never heard of called a carignan. How would you say that in French? Carignan. I don't know. I don't know either. I I I never heard of it. And I looked, so I looked that up and I'm like, oh, that's because it's very seldom used. So it's almost exclusively only used in blends, not by itself. Um, and I'm not really sure what, why that is, but they grow it because it's really high yielding. Anyway, the crazy thing about this wine is that the other grape in it is Merlot. Look at the uh-huh. color of it. It's like strawberry. It looks like strawberry wine. It's so light. Mm-hmm. And I guess I think of Merlot as the sort of like, I don't know, don't you feel like Merlot kind of fell out of fashion? Sort of has this like boxed wine bad rap to it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I mean, I I guess maybe in American wines, but it's a key grape like in a Bordeaux blend. So mm-hmm. I'm sticking with my Merlot. Stick, Thank you very much. Stick with it. Well, this, yeah, this is a fab, really light wine, super easy drinking. What I love about this is it reminds me a lot of the red Italian blends that I've been drinking a lot this summer, but it doesn't taste mm-hmm. like sunshine. I know that sounds so out there but italian wines it's like they taste like sea brine sunshine and this tastes like the french version of that anyway Mm. it's quite lovely so i drank a glass yesterday and now i'm gonna have a glass today wonderful wonderful cheers to that cheers okay so we have a theme for every season yes we do last season was what? Oh, better, not more. <laughs> Season one was just like, help, we're trying to figure this out. Yes. That and was just microphone is facing the wrong way. That was season one. <laughs> season two was better, not more. Um, yes. And season three, drum roll, please. Is. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we can do hard things. Yeah. Yes, yes we can. We can. We can do hard things things that's it end of podcast no i'm just kidding (laughs) we're done here i loved this quote as we were exploring this theme for season three 
and it's from Louis Brandis. I don't know how to say his name, but the quote is, if you would only recognize (laughs) that life is hard, things would be so much easier for you. (laughs) Yes. And I love that because it's not a defeatist view to get up and say, you know what? Today's going to be hard. I'm going to have to do some hard things. I'm going to have to do things I don't want to do. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about hard things that we've already learned how to do. And that's going to be our encouragement, our push forward to say, hey, remember, you you have done hard things before. You've learned how to do these things before. And now you can keep going and do further hard things. Right. And I think it's um, for me. It's to not limit myself. Like the body is an amazing thing. The mind is an amazing thing. So let's not, as homemakers, sell ourselves short. Let's Mm -hmm. continue to challenge ourselves in all the different arenas. Because like we talked about last season, we have our fingers in so many different pies. We have that gift in our lives as homemakers that we get to be amateurs at so many different things. So let's let's keep going. Yes. You know, we started this podcast like two weeks before Corona. And in that time, how many listeners do you think that we have who have found themselves without a job or staying with their home with their children for the first time because of the school situation or or maybe preparing to go into homeschooling next year? Um, There's a lot of changing going on. And I often think of my little sister. So she's a eighth grade school teacher. Well, she was, she, she quit this year to be home with her children. But, um, you know, I remember when her kids were a little bit younger and she was just like, I am not made to be a stay at home mom. Like, (laughs) yeah, that is hard. And I just looked at her and I was like, you know what, Ty, like it's hard for everybody. Like there's not right. You know, there are some women who are maybe going to fill that role in a more picturesque, soft spoken, you know, (laughs) soft bosom kind of a way. And then there are people who fill it in a different way. (laughs) Right. So maybe some might just be born into a more picturesque version of that. But the reality is it's hard for all of us. And the only reason we're able to do it is because we've kind of conditioned ourselves to do it. It's like working out in a way. And so um, let that be an encouragement to you that if you have found yourself at this stage and you're like, what the heck is even happening? Um, You're in good company for one and you can do hard things. You can do hard things. We're going to encourage you. I think it's a great theme for this season because I think a lot of people are really uh, open to exploring the idea, um, just like necessity being the mother of invention. I mean, look at something as as. not saying the technique is simple, but the concept of like sourdough. Look how many mm-hmm. people had to turn to even learning how to make sourdough in the last three months. So I think people are ready and maybe there's a bit of an awakening like, oh, I can be at home with my kids and not lose my brain every day. Or I can bake bread or I mm-hmm. can um, be more disciplined with my budget because times are a little bit harder. You know, everybody's. I think it's like the perfect time to have this be our season three mm-hmm. motto, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, every day I start with a hard thing. Shay, how about you? Yes. 
a very hard thing every day. And it's getting harder. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's one of those things where people look and they go, oh, that must be easy for you. Yeah. A lot, you know, people that's, and we're talking about getting up early. Oh. So would you, you know, people want to know, like, are you a morning person? Would you call yourself a morning person while you're being attacked by flies? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I hung a fly strip in my office because they're so bad this time of year. They're so bad. They doink you in the head. They do. Like, it's like they it just flew in my eye. Like kamikaze you. What what is that? Um <clears throat> he's he's after he you. is after me. Jeez. <laughs> he wants my wine. Uh that's the worst when they flop into your wine glass. Um, that's like the five second rule, right? Oh, totally. Are you kidding me? This is a farm here. Yeah. Okay. So getting up early. Um, yes, I am a morning person. I am a morning person. Uh, but it's, I'm also a sleep person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was never one of those people who did really well without a lot of sleep. Like when my children were little, um, and I st- I'm still not like when they wake up in the middle of the night, I'm just like, listen, kid, <laughs> I love you for 16 hours a day and for, and for eight hours a day. You need to stay in this bedroom. <laughs> you need to be self-sufficient. <laughs> um, so, you know, here we are like gearing up to start school again. Are you looking at this fly? Holy it's unbelievable. Cow. I wish we were videoing this. I'm trying it, to like keep my cool here. Jeez. Um, aggressive. <laughs> We're getting back. We're getting ready to get back to school here. So we're going to start the week of Labor Day. And, you know, summer is one thing because I'll get up early and I'll go outside to work in the garden. But school getting up early is not that school getting up early is like it's legit. Five o'clock is when I when do you get up? Mm -hmm. Five oh one. Okay. (laughs) Kind of a nerd. (laughs) Five oh one. There's just something about like. We're yes, into the I'm five o'clock it's, hour. <laughs> it's on my phone. Five oh one. That's weird. If I try the to set my one club, that's I'm going to write a book called the five oh one club. There you go. <laughs> if I tried to set my alarm for five oh one, my Siri, who's Irish man, would probably be like, "Oh, I don't think that's a good idea, Shay. Let's set it for five. One uh, moment. Come on, the day. Irish and the Irish, they're awful. What? The accents on the oh, phone? Oh, you needed to clarify. You can't just say the Irish are awful. <laughs> the Irish are awful. Well, I'm in trouble then. Uh, I am always trying to like find some sexy man voice on my phone. And <laughs> until they install Jamie Frazier, it's just like not going to happen. All right. Well, mine's fine. He's like an old friend. Um, okay. Anyway, we get up at five. It's 501, Sassanek. Yeah. Time to get up. Yes. <laughs> I will get it. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut that out. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> Anyways, Shay, you were talking about, <laughs> talking about doing a podcast. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me get back on track while you go have a hot flash over there. Okay. I get up at five. Stuart makes me coffee. God bless him. And it's just like go time. So this is like my one hour. My kids get up anywhere between six and seven, depending. And mm-hmm. which is fine. They go to bed at seven. So that's a, they give me a solid 12, usually 11 or 12 hours, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like time for me to get dressed, shoes on, hair done, apron on, teeth brushed, makeup done. Like 
So when they come out of their bedrooms, I am ready to be mom. And this is also the the time where Stuart and I do our, um, oh, what's it called? Lectionary reading. So our church has it knocked out for us. So we just sit down, mm-hmm. we spend 10 minutes doing that together. And so you're ready. You're ready to start your day. Um, I'm going to need you to shut that off. That was the piano teacher. I he, he, he's supposed to call Joel's oh, phone. Go ahead. Here we Keep go. Talking. Um, that's it. That's my hard thing. Every day it's hard. Every single day. I'm like, you know what? We could just go get some burritos from town and not do school <laughs> and sleep until 730 every day. But we just do it. Yeah. We just do it anyway. It's not fun. I think people you, expect okay. it to be fun. Right? Like, I'm no. just going to love doing this. And it's going to be amazing. And that's just not the way it works. <laughs> so I get up early, but I, that's when I like, I actually don't do my makeup and stuff right when I roll out of bed. Ideally, I'm going to the Y and working out and we'll talk about that in a minute. And then I do my makeup, but being at home, I, um, I just get up and that's when I have some time to myself. So I thought I'll go for a walk or I'll go kayak or I'll do something, but I usually roll out of bed and like start working immediately. Do you do that? Like you're gathering cups or you're moving. I feel like there's always something to do the second I roll out of bed. Mm -hmm. Like I start moving laundry along or whatever. Mm -hmm. I do a little work. Then I walk out the door to go garden or to go do what I'm going to do for some, some mom time. Or I just, Get up and stay working. It's summer. I've been living like a gypsy. It's yeah, just like, that's the thing. Summer's different. You just like whatever you whatever has to get done, you're doing it. There's not as much of a a morning routine, but it is about to get real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I told my kids, I'm like, just this whole like nine o'clock bedtime, we're we're done here. Yeah, get get ready. Yeah. The whole we milk at eight. That's not going to work. We're going to be starting school at eight. Like everything's going to get bumped back like an hour, hour and a half. And I feel like. It's going to be a rude awakening Mm -hmm. for 90% of my household. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the ways that we kind of try to temper that in our family, because it is a hard thing, is like we set our school schedule this year to just be really hardcore Monday through Thursday. Um, And that Mm -hmm. gives us like that's the those are the mornings that I'm getting up and putting my makeup on and da 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 da, putting the casserole in the oven, whatever. Right. Um, But then that gives us Friday and Saturday and Sunday to have some space so that you don't become resentful <laughs> of the hard mm-hmm. thing, which is good. Cause it's, there's something mentally where you're just like four days is a lot different than seven days. Oh and yeah. So that's kind of a way that we're getting the kids back into the routine of things. It's like, we can do this for four days. Then you can sleep in on right. Friday. We're still going to finish up schoolwork or maybe we'll do art or whatever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Fridays are going to be for like art and piano yeah. and French and yeah projects you know my kids are always wanting to do on ice is like drying out petals from the garden she wants to make her own paint like okay yeah knock yourself there you go (laughs) but yeah Yeah, uh, our (laughs) curriculum is set up like monday through thursday yeah just pedal to the metal and then i mean it's not like i'm gonna get up at 8 30 or 9 but it's might not be that exactly not quite disappointed exactly um so that kind of leads to another hard thing that we've had to do. And I know that not all of our listeners 
are parents or have children or have chosen to homeschool. Um, so we usually try to keep those podcasts like a, you know, a separate one so that if you want to tune mm-hmm. in, you can. But right. homeschooling is a hard thing that we've just sort of accepted. This is going to be hard. And you know what? Here's the thing. Even when you get it figured out and you have all the curriculum and you have all sharpened pencils and everything's great and you've been doing it for 10 years, it's still hard. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming I haven't done it for 10 years. but <laughs> it, it is. This is my 10th year. <gasps> this is, this your is my 10th year. year. Oh my goodness. And there's going to be six of them this year. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It is hard. And I think, you know, you opened with a, the quote, if you would only recognize that life is hard, things would be so much easier for you. And that is very similar to something I tell my kids or I say, you know, like if you accept that the hard parts are part of the job description, mm-hmm. it it makes it mentally a little bit easier. So Yes, I'm a homeschool mom. It's not all about like organized bins and fresh curriculum and pre-sharpened pencils. Oh, my heart's from like Amazon. going pitter patter though Ooh, right now right? as you're doing this. Get yes, the homeschool please. papers. But it's also about like the toddler having a tantrum while you're trying to unpack a really important concept, or the surly teenager who doesn't want to school today. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that is all. I, I think we really get into trouble when we're doing hard things or training ourselves to do hard things because that's what you do. You train for it. Mm-hmm. I think we get into trouble when we just idea we focus on the idyllic. Is that the word? Idyllic. Mm-hmm. Idyllic. Yeah. Um, that's where the disappointment comes in. That's where the frustration comes in and like the mental self-sabotage or the white flag of surrender. Mm-hmm. I think when you just accept the whole package, mm-hmm. uh, you're a little bit more mentally prepared to take it in stride. Like, okay, actually dealing with the, the grumpy teen that doesn't want to do his biology labs. That's actually part of my job as a teacher. So Mm -hmm. it's all, it's like the good and the bad, you know, milking the cow, the cow kicking the bucket. That's part of the process, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you let go of everything, trying to be perfect, um, things will be so much easier for you. Mm -hmm. I think the one of the ways that manifests in homeschooling is recognizing the whole child. And and it's one of the reasons mm-hmm. I think I'm so drawn to Charlotte Mason's sort of philosophy of education, because, right. you know, there are often times where we have a member of the family crying, not Stuart, somebody else um, over, like, let's say a math lesson. And they'll say, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how to do this. And it's like, you're right. You don't know how to do this. That's why we're right. learning it. And your job is to be a student. And the way that you walk them through that emotional surge that they're feeling is just as important as them learning the math lesson. Absolutely. And so if not more, if not more, if not more. Yeah. And I think that I mean, that is what if you're going to try to do homeschooling well, it's frankly, way easier to just be like, we're going to do this lesson a day and check all the boxes and, you know, print all the papers and get it's done. Um, If you're trying to form the whole child and you're trying to really Mm -hmm. develop a child that is going to be a contributing citizen in a good and positive way, that is so much harder than getting through a math book. So much harder. And um, you kind of have to lean into that pain. 
Yes. Like this is going to be so stupid hard every day. That's it. Mm -hmm. And accept it. Kind of like labor. (laughs) Surrender to it. Surrender to it. Yes. Just surrender. Uh, You mentioned another one. Okay. Milking a cow. Milking a cow. Hands of steel these days, man. The first time I milked a cow, I bought her off Craigslist. She was dropped off at our farm. She didn't have a calf with her. She was already in milk. So she was dropped off at like two in the afternoon. We had to milk her at five. Milk twice a day, five and five. Um. And she was she was used to being hand milk, but she wasn't used to me. And she'd just been in like a four hour trailer ride. You know, it was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I just had to get in there. Cows are big. This cow doesn't know me. Cows kick at you when they don't like you or they swish their tail into your eyeball. Um, And it took me hours. And literally I had I remember sweat like pouring over my eyebrow. And I remember she kicked me so hard in the knuckles that they swole. They uh, swolled up. How's that for proper English? (laughs) And they were uh, like bleeding, you know, and like, oh, my God, we just had to throw all the milk away that night. I mean, it was I had never milked a cow before and it really did have to become a mantra. Like people have been doing this for a long time and it's not any easier for them than it is for you. They just leaned into the hard thing. And so it would just be like fortitude, fortitude. go forth was that what your experience was like all the time no I'll no I you're making me feel bad but I do tell myself that all the time people have been doing this crap whatever it is xyz yeah for a long time even like Joel and I uh used to take dance lessons all the time I'm like look everybody from Gene Kelly to What's his name? Dirty Dancing. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. They all took their first dance step. Everyone did something for the first. Everything is awkward for everyone yes. the first time. We have this like this really bizarre instant gratification society. And I think we forget like the process. Yes. And the process There's is hard. There's so much worship of perfection. And actually the process can be really hard and full of manure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, no, my cow... Bless her heart. She she's an old soul. She's like nine years old. And uh, she was one of 70, like a dairy herd of 70. And just she just knows the drill. I mean, I don't have a stanchion or anything. I give her a bucket of treats mm-hmm. on the ground and she's never kicked us. The, she's she's in two and a half months, kicked the bucket three times. Mm-hmm. And that is because a fly was driving her. Mm-hmm. Flies were driving her crazy. Um, so the challenge for me was just, uh, the dexterity, just the, the hand. And I had sprained my hand, uh, the week before we started milking a really, really bad sprain on my hand. So I had to do it anyways, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, I thought it was a fracture, but it was just a sprain, but I had to just keep going. And, you know, now don't you find that your hands still just every once in a while hurt? They You're do. Like, this is, yeah, they just hurt. They it hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, today it didn't hurt at all. I'm like, yes. Yeah, it depends. Great day. Um, we went out to milk last night and the calf really loves Stu's two teats that he milks. So I mm. still just like hold the bucket for me and I basically milk by myself. Um, okay. But 
there are times where she's really rigid and it's like she's just kind of holding her milk in tight. And it's one of the downsides of sharing with the calf is that she likes mm-hmm. the calf a lot more than she likes me. And so mm-hmm. she'll give him the best milk. And if, you know, she feels like we're taking too much, she'll they have the ability to actually like re- oh, suck it back up, and like yeah, hold it yeah. from you. I can feel that. I'm like, come on, Fern, yeah. you love me. I know. Give it back. Give it back. <laughs> Talk to her. Well, last night she was just like submissive to my hands and it's like her teats I know this is gonna sound really weird her teats were like just soft and supple and just like they were just like velvet I mean they were just so warm I was gonna say that's how mine are but that wasn't gonna sound right (laughs) no that's how my side is and the side that Amelie's does are like chapped and they're rougher And I'm like, oh, they man, tend I'm to so have favorites. stuck with this side. Yeah. I love this side. It feels good. I know <laughs> yeah. it was just like and I had it done. I mean, we've been I have re- did this math. It's like I've been hand milking a cow now for seven years, seven and a half years. And mm. it was just one of those euphoric moments where I was like, there are times where I am swearing I'll just be honest. I am swearing like a sailor. I'm cursing her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why do we even have a stupid cow? This is dumb. And then there are milkings like that. And you're like, oh, this makes it all worth it. It was just gorgeous. Picture perfect. Wonderful. I know. Doesn't happen very often. But yeah, I mean, learning how to milk a cow or care for a cow or breed a cow or troubleshoot a sick cow. Like these are all really hard things. And um, I think animals in particular have a way of teaching you that it doesn't really matter if you want to do the hard thing. Um, Yeah. An example that comes to my mind of this is when we had our little heifer uh, accidentally be bred. So she should not have cycled. She got bred. She was in there with her mom in the bowl while the mom was being bred. So when I go out and I see her calving this spring, like my heart just sank and my mind immediately starts going like whether or not you want to deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. Here we are, sweetheart. So buckle up because what you choose to do and how you choose to respond to this could literally be the difference between this calf living with the cow living. Like you got to choose that now (laughs) you got to choose how you're going to react. And it was one of those moments where it was just like, I don't have a choice if I want to do a hard thing here it is. Mm -hmm. And the farm has a way of presenting (laughs) those to you (laughs) all the time or children, children also, um, or even a really demanding job. You know, um, you're just faced with things and you have to face them. Okay. Okay. So we've milked a cow. We get up early. Ugh. Yep. Stay at home, mom. Yep. Um, I think the garden is, the gardening is hard. Gardening is so hard. And, you know, I told you this year, like I committed to be my very best gardener. Mm-hmm. wasn't going to let food go to waste. I wasn't going to let patches just get overgrown with chaos. It has taken, I'm, you know, my, my garden looks like an August garden now as it should. Um, but I'm very proud of this year. Like I did the hard things. I got up super early and weeded. I stayed on top of things. I kept up with my seaweed. I kept up with, you know, like organic bug spray. And it was a pain. It like took a lot of time and a lot of just mental dexter. Like, okay. Like, okay. If I sprayed this day, then three days later, I have to spray just like this constant uh, routine. Um, 
but it was really worth it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this summer I made as a gardener, um, this being like a hobby and a way that I care for my family. I feel like I really made some great strides. Mm -hmm. So good job doing good job doing hard things has a payoff. It's not just about martyrdom. (laughs) There's a payoff. There's a there's a a beauty to it. Mm -hmm. And um, God forbid we're stagnant. I mean, I feel like as a like as a gardener, I'm not I'm not stagnant. Mm-hmm. You know, when I moved here, I wondered, do I still have it? Because I used to have some baller gardens and then we moved and I rented and not so much. Mm-hmm. And so then when I started this, I just thought, gosh, do I do I even remember how to do this? Mm-hmm. Like. Just yeah. So I'm really good job. I'm very That's awesome. What a fine way to look back on the season. Yeah, that, you know, not flawless. Still problem areas, but I I did what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, you know, it's an investment. Gardening's an investment. So I have a financial investment in there and a time investment. And I just committed, like, I'm not going to waste those things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it until it snows. Mm-hmm. Darn it. Mm-hmm. I found myself <clears throat> looking back on the, gar- looking at the garden and I would just be like, uh, see the de- I would encourage myself, like, see the details. Because you can get so bogged down in the grind and the hard things like pulling out August weeds that are six feet tall, like digging beetles out of your dahlia. (laughs) There you go. Um, Right. You can get so bogged down in the work that you almost fail to see, like you said, those rewards that it's offering you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're really big, like when the roses come into bloom. And sometimes they're really small, like harvesting nasturtium blossoms, you know, or or plucking off a bunch of little chamomile that's perfectly ripe for tea or whatever it may be. But a lot Mm -hmm. of times the offerings, and sometimes it's even like I'm standing at my kitchen doing dishes and I'll see a hummingbird out in the hollyhocks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is the reward of this work is hearing a bumblebee or, you know, it was, it's such a good reminder in the garden I really had tried to have eyes to see that this year. Like you can always see the things that need to be improved upon. Always. You can always see the the spaces that you want to expand to or maybe things you would have done different or, oh yeah, I need some more pink things over here because it's really lopsided. But it's important, I think, while you're doing the hard things to sort of smell the roses along the way, mm. as it were. Because there's so much out there to be offered. I think gardening is one of those things as well that people think, oh, she's just got it. I know. Oh, yeah. Her soil must not have as many weed seeds. Not true. No. (laughs) Not true. No, not true. Um, We just I think gardeners are a sort where you just want it. And so you keep trying to do it until you can figure it out. Mm hmm. I mean, how many disasters have you had in your garden? Oh, my gosh. A lot. <laughs> Even this year, the deer got in mm. for the first time and just they ate, last week they ate half of my strawberry patch. Just clean off the top. Jeez. My green beans. I even tarped my green beans. They ripped the tarp off my green Are beans. Are you serious? To get to them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, they're, they're, my kale is gone. But, but then, okay. Then you so harvest then, venison in the fall. <laughs> uh, exactly. Hello. I have, I have my spot. No, I am hunting. I know this you fall. are. I'm just saying. I am. It's an investment in the future. <laughs> it is. Um, 
But in the, you know, in the spirit of doing hard things like Joel, like he got right out there and put up cattle panels and deer netting, like he secured it off. It would have been a lot easier just to go, whatever, it's August, mm-hmm. just let it go, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. And that takes time. And and something, you know, a lot of times when you're choosing to do the hard things, and we've, we've talked about this a lot on the show, like something has to give. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to magically have more time for the hard thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like magically everything's going to, other things are going to fall in place because you've committed to vote, to devoting more time to X, Y, Z so that you can overcome that challenge or get better at something or be more disciplined at something. Something always has to give. So even the other day he was doing some carpentry project or whatever, and and he had to drop everything and go secure a, a lot, like, you know, a hundred feet of mm-hmm. at least so they couldn't get in anymore. And it's like, that's where I would want to encourage someone like, just be ready that because you're putting out one fire or you're addressing one challenge over here, mm-hmm. it's like whack-a-mole, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something else is going to come up, but, but that is okay. You can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you're saying this right now, my mind is reeling over um, our chicken situation <laughs> because <gasps> I I did it? sort of wave the white flag a little bit with my fall garden. Okay. So um, I want it was one of those times where I could feel my my spirit buckling down and being like, this is going to be a hard thing for you to get your fall garden in, but just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and that's actually a good point. Um we have to be able to recognize when doing the right thing or doing the hard thing is the right thing and when it's not the right thing. Yes. Because <laughs> that doesn't just mean every challenge that you're offered, you need to take. Um, no, and we definitely don't want to encourage women in that fashion because women we're, are really good at taking yes, on are. too much. Yes, we are. Yeah. So that's not what we're. Let's right. be mindful. That's not what we're talking about. I threw a few Go seeds ahead. into chickens. the garden for the fall garden and I have mm-hmm. a few rogue chickens. So my boys have taken on the responsibility of feeding the chickens every day, getting the eggs and keeping the chicken coop cleaned. The result of mm-hmm. that is when you have a seven and six year old doing that is chickens get out because they'll forget to shut the door all the way or up the screen door into the run gets left open or whatever. I have a small flock of chickens roaming around my property like gangsters. And there is nothing that chickens love more than freshly sprouted seeds. <laughs> yeah. It is their drug of choice. So they got into my fall turnips and I wasn't even mad because it was almost like the Holy Spirit just like, let it go. Because the reality is I we've had to come to terms with this. And this is something we've actually talked a lot about over our podcast break. Um, I can't do the hard thing of doing a fall garden and maintaining that strength and momentum after all the spring and summer outside and Mm -hmm. be as devoted to homeschool as I need to be to give my children a good education. And so it was coming to terms with the fact that, you know, okay, the chickens were actually, this is a good thing. They put an end to that even though it would have been a hard thing that you could have done, it's not the best hard thing for you to do. Yep. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Is my Totally. Okay. Okay. It does. Okay. And uh, speaking of whack-a-mole, Stu wants to get rid of all of our chickens <laughs> and buy those really fluffy cochin ones that don't really fly over fences or anything. And uh-huh. He's like, let's just get rid of all the like white 
leghorns that lay an amazing amount of eggs. Like, I don't even care. I just want the soft, fluffy ones that don't try to escape all the time. And I'm (laughs) as the chef of the family, I'm like, no, we eat two dozen eggs a day. Like, how could we possibly get rid of all the chickens and Mm -hmm. start all the way over? But the reality is we need to do the hard thing and reinforce the fence and fix some holes in there that we have. And, you know, it's a big circle of it's a big circular mess. Ours were getting out. Joel had to uh, cut down trees and harvest rocks and like barricade the whole perimeter because they were the little ones were getting out. We have cattle panels and the deer net fence all around. It's huge. And he had to secure mm-hmm. the whole thing. Now the ducks are in there <laughs> mm-hmm. and they're finding they have found a way to get out. We cannot figure it out. We don't know how they're I don't, getting out. I don't understand it either. The only solution I can come up with is demoing it and rebuilding a new fence. Like that's the only thing I can mm. think to do. We just need to sit and watch and find. They must have just found one little little area. And we just moved them. They were in the garden just frolicking in my pond and happy, happy, happy. And they're getting bigger. So we moved them to the chicken run for their next four weeks of their mm-hmm. life. And they're not happy. Mm-hmm. I bet they're not. Like, but we lived in the Garden of Eden yeah. and now we're in this dump <laughs> with these mean geese. Oh, it's so yeah. true. <laughs> oh, farm life. Oh, farm life. Okay. okay. Um, I want to talk real fast as we, as we were kind of round out this first episode. Okay. Um, I want to talk about a major fail where I have totally failed to do the hard thing. And as I'm writing down all of these great things, oh, look, I learned how to homeschool. I learned how to milk a cow. I learned how to garden. Yeah, right? (laughs) Let's keep it real. I have totally sucked at doing the hard thing when it comes to working out. Do you guys remember when we talked about that in season one or season two where I was like, I'm going to work out. Then my gym closed and (laughs) turns out my gym is still not open. And I know I could just go for a jog or a power walk or do some YouTube stuff. Like I know all the options available. I just haven't done them. And it's a major point of my character that I don't like. You don't. You don't like that you don't. do. Yeah, I'm angry at myself. I'm like, you you Mm. do do hard things. You can Mm -hmm. you can have willpower. I've seen you do it. Like, why are you so so weak when it comes to this? I don't know. Running a farm (laughs) and kids all day. And I don't know. Hmm. I'm going to try to listen to my own words here. You can do hard things, Shay. Yes, you can. (laughs) Well, we should really uh, we should talk about that on a. An upcoming episode. All right. We should just flesh out that we one We should flesh thing. out that big insecurity you have about your personality. Okay. <laughs> let's do that. That no, sounds fun. Working out. <laughs> working out's a hard thing. We should talk okay, about that. Okay. Let's do it. Um, okay. If you take away one thing from our banter today, uh, this season, we're going to invite you to just push yourself with us mm-hmm. to take on hard tasks. That doesn't mean take on every task. But not slink away from things because they're hard and because uh, they might be awkward or challenging or take all your mental capacity (laughs) to focus on them. Yeah. And it might just be as simple as you take this chapter 
with us and you decide you're not going to go to bed with a messy kitchen, Mm -hmm. no matter how hard it is, Mm -hmm. that's that's going to be your thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a hard thing. Um, One of the ways that we're working on implementing this is George is taking this. um, What was it called again? I sent it to you. Advanced literature and. Intro, uh, something. Yeah. Anyway, she's taking this class. English, advanced English. There you go. Yeah. With a great teacher. Can you hear my stomach growling? No. <laughs> if the mic picks that up, I'm going to be really embarrassed. So the first Gosh. semester of this class, they're they're reading through six or seven classic books. Um, I I think Juliet's going to do it with oh, her. Oh, good. Oh, that'll be fun. So yeah. they ought to read mm-hmm. them together. Well, mm-hmm. I have taken this on that I really want to read these books as well. They're books that I haven't read before. I didn't grow up with this type of an education. And I really want to be able to connect with George on them, to be able to talk about them and come from a place. So I have taken on trying to read through all the books that she reads through this semester. And I told her that. And you know what she did? She laughed. She laughed mm-hmm. at me. And she's like, you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> And Stu says, Stu says, I don't think you have enough audible credits for that. (laughs) Oh, now, and now I want to know when you say read, do you mean actually hold the book? Because I bought the books for her, the paper books. Okay. Okay. So I started Mara, Daughter of the Nile last night, and then it's going to be a horse and his boy, and then it's going to be 100 of the best poems or whatever. Um, Okay. Tom Sawyer is on the list. Uh, Treasure Island. There's some good ones. So You've never I've read heard. Treasure Island. Don't make do that. Don't you do that? <laughs> Have you really never read? I've Treasure watched Island? Muppet Treasure Island. So, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a great thing. See, it's gonna be. And a great you know, it's gonna be. You know, it's ironic that you say that because you sent me that mm-hmm. link, and I started clicking around, and there's one that I would like Aiden to take. Oh, nice. And those books are intense. And I thought, hmm, mm-hmm. I should probably read those with mm-hmm. him. Yep. I'm going to do they it. They look very hard. I don't like hard. Um, I love to read, but I lose my focus. Like like when I read Jane Austen and Dickens, mm-hmm. like I have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I even have to say the words out mm-hmm. loud just under my like, da, 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 you know, like so my brain can stay in that uh language yes. that way of speaking you know yes yeah i saw his list i was like well that really wouldn't be fair if i expected him to read those and, and you know you what know, I, I want to like i want yeah. to to grow as a person i don't mm-hmm. want to just be like oh i don't read that stuff and then get on with my life like right no, i want to be enriched and so last night i got into bed and we didn't watch netflix you guys Da-doo. yeah i was like all right here we go we're reading Right. We're reading. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I made it two and a half pages and then I fell asleep. <laughs> well, 501 was right. I might around need the to corner. start a little earlier. I might need to start a little okay. earlier. But um, it's going to be a hard thing and I'm going to do it. And we would love for you to head on over to Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Comment on the episode post for this one and tell us a hard thing that you're currently charging forward towards is that the right way to say that yes Yes. all right sure yes do that we would love let us know if you love to hear that if yeah if you've been inspired or you know maybe you've just been kind of gently chipping away at something nickel and diamond at something and Mm -hmm. now this is the season with us that you're going to go for it for sure 
You want to hear a really silly way that I applied this this morning, knowing that we were going to talk about this? Sure. I made breakfast burritos for Will's birthday. Mm -hmm. And birthdays start really early around here because kids get up all just jacked because they know it's their birthday. (laughs) So I made these breakfast burritos. We sat down to eat them and I really wanted some tomatillo salsa with my breakfast burrito. And I was like, oh, but it's all the way down in the cold room and like I'm tired. (laughs) And then I was like, girl, you get out of your seat. You go down to the cold room and you get that tomatillo salsa. (laughs) And you enjoy every bite of that burrito. Like (laughs) you can do it. You can do hard things. It's worth it. You're a beast, Shay. (laughs) You'll be benching 120 in no time. Right. Uh, please do show our advertisers some love. Head on over to jovialfoods.com and do a little pantry shopping and head on over to toopsandco.com. Make sure to use the coupon code HOMEMAKER for a 10% discount over there. And join us in doing some hard things in your home this season. We're excited to do them right along with you. It's good to be back. Yes, we are. It's good to be back. Cheers. 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 <laughs>